0: At The Top isn't a place, a title, or an accomplishment. It's a mindset, lifestyle, a standard that every day of your life is a new opportunity to be the best version of yourself. We're here with our guests and friends to share the stories and lessons we've learned to help you, our At The Top community, stay inspired and motivated to live at the top in your own lives. Thanks again, you guys, for joining us today at the the Top Podcast um, with me, Alan Lazard, and Ryan Lillard here. Today, we're very um, welcoming to our guest, Christian Yelich, outfitter for the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, So Christian, how you been doing? Um, Thank you for joining again. And uh, what's new with you? All good, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, Just doing the spring training
1: routine. Um, You know, stuff feels a little bit more normal this year than it did. Uh, this time last year, I think this time last year we were already home, COVID right. was already setting in, and uh, you know we were expecting it to be a few weeks, and here we here we are a year later, right. kind of still dealing with some crazy. of the same stuff. But um, crazy, you know. Hopefully, got that light at the end
0: of the tunnel, though. <laughs> right, I feel that. I feel that. Um, to kind of just um to dive into things kind of quicker, more so for me, a personal question I want to ask you is just you know what is your biggest accomplishment that you've ever achieved? You know, for you personally. For me, um, you know, obviously making it to the NFL, playing for the Packers is something that I'm very proud of. Along as with as a lot of other things that I've done in my life, but my one like biggest accomplishment is um, my first career game, my first career play, my first career catch all happened at the same time. So to put myself in that position, you know, I had to battle on the practice squad throughout the entire year. Didn't know if I was going to make the active roster. Um, and I finally got put in that position. So just to be able to get there and to do that for me, that's the one specific thing because I know. How much hard work and time I put in, and how long um, it took me to achieve that. So for me, asking you, what is something like um, your biggest accomplishment that you've had?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's fairly similar. I mean, I think you can relate as athletes, like how much work and dedication and sacrifice uh, you know goes into that moment to either when you make your debut in the NFL or debut in the MLB. Um, you know a lot of other people put work into that besides yourself, you know. So it's like you almost everybody, it's a special moment for everyone in your life that's ever had a hand or, or was able to to guide you in some way since since you were a kid and forming you on your your football or baseball journey. Um and so I I, I mean that's pretty much for me, my most vivid memory of that is like walking into the the locker room for the first time. And you see like everybody's Jersey hanging in a a major league clubhouse. And like, you have one too, you know, and you're kind of like, Oh shit. Like, here we go. (laughs) We're about to get it on. It's definitely Uh, a surreal moment. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's pretty real, you know? And, uh, I remember that day so vividly. And I remember like so much adrenaline and excitement and just being fired up the whole time. And then, the game happens and the game feels like it goes by in 20 minutes, you know? And then I remember that's probably like one of the most tired I've ever been in my entire life was when that day was over, like the adrenaline <laughs> dumps over, you know, and you're, you're just right. like exhausted. Um, cause for myself, we got like called up a couple of nights the night before. So we wake up at like 5am, get on a flight and we we're playing in Colorado at the time. So we had to fly to Denver and, and do that whole thing from Tennessee. I think we, me and one of my buddies got called the same day. So that was like my first huge special memory. Uh, just big, big accomplishment from this goal that you had when when I was, I don't know, six, seven years old.
2: Right. And I think from like an outsider's perspective, like from a fan's perspective, you could say like, Oh, Al biggest accomplishment was probably like making it to the NFC championship or, you know, being the all time leader receiver at Iowa state, you, you know, winning the MVP, but it's really like it kind of speaks as the process that athletes have to go through their entire lives. Like you spoke on the support system that you had, or it's really like it's a victory for everyone that was involved in your process. And so for him, it was his first catch. For you, it was walking into the locker room for the first time. It's really like the simple things
0: I feel like that you have to have to appreciate the most. Um, but yeah which is with ATT and just kind of what he's talking about it just you know it's the mindset it's the lifestyle it's you know just having that standard expectation for yourself you know like you said since you were six seven years old you envisioned yourself playing in the major leagues in front of 40,000 plus people um, you know going up there to go uh, put on your jersey and to at bat and make big and make big plays but you know it it shows just how much work and time and effort it takes just to get to that to that moment you know that took a a solid 17 years, Um, you know, it's not just, you know, just because you got drafted, you know, straight out of high school, you know, it was just um, easy from there on out, you know, it's a, it's a long process. And so I guess my my question is, you know, what is, what does at the top mean to you as as far as like a mindset and and how you carry yourself every single day? Because you, you know, being a pro athlete, especially being an MVP that you can't just turn it off and turn it on, you know, it's, it's an everyday thing and you got to, let that, let that mindset kind of carry throughout your life, not just within, you know, within baseball or your sports or athletics or, you know, whatever your main focus is, but you have to carry that with with other relationships, you know, mm-hmm. just as far as just doing little things, you know, morning routines at night, take care of your body. It's everything. So, um, you know, what, what does that at the top mean to you?
1: Yeah. I mean, just that is, it's more of just like a way of life. You know, like if you really want to have longevity in your career, you want to play at a really high level for a a long time and and be able to stick in the league. You know, you have to make conscious decisions every day that are geared towards that. You know, it's not just show up at game time and like roll the ball out and see what happens. You know, that that, that's not going to work or everything you do in your life. And, and, away from the field at the field on the field you know off season sleeping diet like people that you interact with like everything is kind of geared around that and you you realize that i think the more that you're around the game and the more that you you play and the more that you see it and the more things you experience and you see the guys that stick around for a really long time you see the guys that are super talented but wash out after a few years or just can't hack it right. and, I think if you go into those situations with your, your eyes open as a young player and you're looking around and you're really paying attention and and realize what it takes to succeed at those, those highest levels, that's what it demands. It demands so much. The game demands so much from you that you have to meet it at that level, or it's going to pass you by. People are coming for you every single day. Um, You know, there's kids that are out there working, working their asses off to to take your job or to play against you or to, you know, lock you down or whatever it may be. You know, like it's something that you always just have to have that drive and that hunger and that edge to you. Um, Or you're just not going to be able to do it at at a very high level for a long time.
2: Right. So in uh, like 2018, like with your MVP year, um, you come back in 2019 with arguably. I mean a better year until you were sidelined with the last month of that knee injury you had. Mm-hmm. Uh, then obviously you probably had to rehab the entire offseason, come into yeah. twenty twenty with I mean, crazy circumstances of COVID and whatnot. Um shortened season, 60 games, it kind of seemed like you never really had the opportunity to like get your feet underneath you or really like work away out of a slump. Um what has been like the past 18 months been like for you, like with your mindset and kind of how are you taking that into the twenty twenty one season?
1: Yeah, so I fractured my kneecap in September of twenty nineteen, right around mid September sometime. Um so yeah, that sucked. Damn. <laughs> I had to go through the whole <laughs> I don't recommend I don't recommend doing that one. That one that was not a fun one. But freak uh, accident too that was crazy. Yeah, just a foul tip and just ended up cracking my kneecap and uh a little bit of a freak deal there and is what it is, but it ended up being a, a pretty lengthy rehab process. And, you know, it was a, it was just a, it was just a shitty, shitty experience. And one of those things where, uh, you learned a lot about yourself, you know, you learn like how to deal with that adversity or how like, you know, like this seems just, unfair at times and you can't let yourself dwell on that like you have to you can you can feel that way for a day or two and then it has to be like geared towards like I'm trying to get back like I'm trying to do everything in my power to to get healthy and get back on the field and you can gear your mind more around positive thoughts like that and that's kind of what I learned through that that rehab process and uh then we go to spring training for training for a few weeks, COVID happens and everybody kind of knows how, how that went. And we were just yeah. hanging out and kind of waiting to see if we were going to even play at all. Uh, you know, for a few months, it didn't even seem like that was going to happen. Like who, we like we just, who knows what's going to happen with sports in general. Um, uh, now ended up going back out there in uh, July, I think it was like July 1st or 2nd, something like that. And, uh, you know, had our three week little ramp up summer camp thing and then played the season with, with no fans, which I'm sure you can relate to. It's just such a weird, eerie feeling like to be in those stadiums and just right. playing in front of nobody when you used to just being this <laughs> crazy atmosphere and so loud right. and people into it. And, you know, Wisconsin sports fans are, are so passionate and, um, this is a great place to play. And then you just have like this piped in crowd noise. You're like, what is going on here? You know? And. Yeah, that took a little while to get used to. And yeah, I mean, my season didn't go how I wanted it to obviously and short samples. So if you get off to a bad start, it's kind of, you're really behind the eight ball there. You don't have the time you usually would to dig yourself out of it. That's kind of how it went. But I think we were fortunate to play. And when I look back on the season, I'm like, you know, it took a lot of sacrifice from a lot of people to make that happen. Like just to even play the season was a huge accomplishment and, Right. Uh, didn't go my way, but hey, that's how sports go sometimes.
2: Did you feel like any like higher sense of urgency to like get going last year, like knowing you only had 60 games? Like, I mean, it was probably like 500 less at-bats, I'm sure that you probably got. Yeah, it was about
1: probably about 400, 400 less. Um, not a sense of urgency, really, because baseball is just not a game that's played as a sprint. Like, you just can't you can't look at it that way or it's just never going to, it's never going to go well for you. But you always kind of knew like, Hey, like whoever gets out the gates hot here, it's going to be the ones yes, that exactly. do really well this year. Right. Like the team wise and individual wise, it was like, if you can get off to a really good start, like, that's the way to do it in the season because right. you don't have the hundred extra games to let things even out or get to where you usually are. So from that aspect, it was unique and um, definitely one of a kind season.
2: Um, so I feel like kind of from like the outside looking in, just like, like how you carry yourself off the field you seem like a really like laid back, easygoing guy, but like when someone watches you play, like you definitely see like you're a fierce competitor. You, you play with a lot of passion, you play with a lot of intensity, and he's kind of the same way too off the field. He's super easygoing, but he says he has like a, a flip that he switches and he can flip it anytime he wants. Um, do you, do you feel like you have the same type of thing? I mean, is there something like that goes on in your head before you step on the field.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think many people know about it. Like you said, there's like maybe my teammates and only probably a few of them even really know about it. And a few yeah. of the coaches, but there's definitely, I think to be successful at that level, you have to have that fire inside of you. You can't just like roll out there and be like, Oh, you know, like, I hope we all have fun today. And like, whatever happens happens you know that's just its not how it works <laughs> yeah yeah that's just not how that's not how pro sports work you know um i feel like most guys who are out there on that field have that switch or there's something inside of them at least the guys are successful have that internal drive and internal fire and, and i'm no different when it comes to that you draw motivation from different places every year every every month like you find it in different areas, whether it's criticism, whether it's to prove people wrong, what, whatever it may be, you know, and I kind of use that stuff to drive me. All
0: right. You kind of talked about earlier, um, the fan base in Milwaukee or just Wisconsin mm-hmm. in general. Um, obviously I play in green Bay, you play in Milwaukee, so you somewhat share the same fans. But one thing that I've noticed coming there, um, you know, I'm from Iowa, so I kind of, uh have peeped Wisconsin growing up and everything and, and knowing how um, the community is there and their fan base but one thing I think that's so special about Wisconsin is that the like the fan support is unanimous like all throughout the entire state whether it's the football and you know, for the Packers you guys the Bucs um, the Badgers obviously is a whole other story as well um, but, but I think that's so important kind of going back to on how you said not playing games with fans you know as athletes um, for me, you know, you feed off the energy, you feed off the crowd noise, um, you going out there for warmups and there being 20,000 people out there. You you know, you're playing catch with little kids. You see, you know, numerous people wearing your jersey, you know, just just those little small things, um, you know, help you get into that game-like mode, Mm -hmm. help you, um, you know, flip that switch. Um, But, you know, having those fans, they're they're an ultimate support Um, and and they're so important to the game as well. As well as you know a support system you know i kind of can include them in in part and conclusive of my support system as well with you know my small circle and everything um and and i think it's so important that within your small circle and your support system that you have the right people you know you don't have anyone that's um negative someone that believes in you and and that's on the same path and same goals as you um who who in yours like support system helps motivate you, helps keep you going every single day. And and knows, you know, even when you're down in your downs, you know, for him, for, for example, for Ryan, like Ryan knows when I'm, I'm in a grumpy mood or something like that and, and how to take it um, plenty of times. Um, but, you know, he, he just knows how to, how to manage me and how to, mo- how to motivate me, but also how to push my buttons as well. Um, he does a great job of that. So um, who, who in your corner, you know, do you look forward to or, or, or lean on um, in, in times of need and, and for motivation as well?
1: Uh, I've had the same like core group of friends since first grade. Like there's three, four of us that have been pretty good buddies since literally first grade. And I think that's really valuable. Um, especially when you're kind of in in our position and you have smaller circles and fewer and fewer people that you really trust for advice or lean on or know their intentions are pure. And, um, just that know you, you know, they, they actually know you and Absolutely. what you're about and what makes you tick, And I think that helps me a ton to, to stay just focused and grounded. And, um, in that aspect of my life, but they don't really get to see me much in baseball, you know, in the baseball life, there's a couple of guys on the team to where like you, they know you better, you know, you got good. You're closer to some guys on the team than others. Um, not that you're not close with everybody, but you just have those few guys that 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 motivates you, or you can you can bounce stuff off of during a during a season or mm-hmm. um, a game or whatnot. And um, you know, I have mine of one of our hitting coaches actually has been he was my coach in A-ball when I was 18. Wow. So he's known me for we've known each other for 10 years, wow. and we were at the Marlins together for a few wow. years. Kind of went our separate ways. He ended up in uh, the Cubs organization for a while. And then became our hitting coach in, in 2019. So this is our, our third year again together in the big leagues. And you know, he's seen me since I was literally a kid. Um, I was a teenager. My first experiences in pro ball were with him. I've seen him as a as a low A minor league manager, and now we're together in the big league. So we have a unique That's relationship awesome. and, and can talk to each other in a way that you really don't get to talk to to just coaches and stuff, or it's a different level of a relationship, just the trust factors there that. And he knows me so well. I know him so well, and it's been that way for a really long time. And um, I just think that's just so valuable for 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 myself. And um, you know, I'm just very grateful for it.
2: Um, one like one like really big thing about like at the top and what Alan and I are doing with this is like we're really we really want to be involved in our community. So we're we're both from the same hometown, um, and I see you, Ryan Braun. Jared Goff, Mike Moustakis, and Mike Ostanio. Anast- Atanasio. A- yeah, I that. Atanasio. Yeah. Awesome.
1: yeah.
2: Um, but after the uh, the California wildfires in 2019, um, you guys started the California Strong Foundation, mm-hmm. and I think like the last time I checked, you guys raised over 2.5 million dollars, um, helped out thousands of families in need. Um, how how does it feel to have that type of impact in your community? And like, what, what are you guys next plans with, uh, with California strong?
1: It really makes you realize like the impact you can have and, and the reach you have. Like, I think we forget that sometimes as athletes, especially if you just see yourself as like a regular person, at all, and you, forget, <laughs> you forget like the impact yeah. that you can have, you know, and Literally. So for us, we all kind of started that on a group text, you know, all that stuff was happening and we're like, man, like this is so sad. Like this sucks that, you know, people are, people are losing their homes and everything's just getting destroyed by these fires and it's devastating. Like I, I wish we could help out, you know, that's, that's kind of how it started on a group text. And we just wanted to try and raise money. Like we didn't know we were going to start a foundation. You know, we thought originally it was just going to be like a one-off fundraising campaign. We were going to give the money somewhere. And like that was going to be it. And we kind of realized as the process grew, it doesn't really work like that. Like, you know, especially when you start raising those, right, you, yeah. you start raising like that kind of money, like there's an accounting factor that goes into it. You have to start making sure like everything is on the up and up with, with where this is being distributed. Um, you have to have a 501 C3. So that's why we partner with the YMCA and they help do all the logistical stuff for us and, and really made it all possible. And it was just a wild ride and it all kind of started coming together and it started on that group text with this idea to raise money and it turned into this foundation, which turned into a celebrity softball game, which turned into us being able to get back to, to thousands of families, which was really cool. And we were able to take it way farther than we even envisioned. You know, we thought we were just trying to raise like a hundred grand, you know, I thought that would be really awesome if we could get to that number, you know, and obviously really blew by that. And quickly and just it's one of those things that you that you're proud that you have but you hope you never need to like fire up again because you hope there's never any disasters but it's nice to see what it's become and and what it's been able to do for people
2: i think it's really cool too that you kind of have that base too because like i think i saw an interview that you said it's like you want to make it simple for people to help out and so, you know, whenever that time does come again, like you guys already have all this momentum that you started with California strong and people know where to go, um, to yeah. help out families in need. And they, they have familiar faces like you, Jared, Mike, Ryan, all those guys. I mean, um, I think that's definitely really special what you guys are doing.
1: Yeah. I mean, cause we found that people really want to help in times of need. And right. it's a, it's a natural thing to feel, but you don't necessarily like know where to go. Cause like, we were the same way that like, we were like, we want to help, but like where, And then like, we wanted to make sure like what we were raising was actually like going to the people that we actually intended it for, to go to, you know? And I think when people donate to stuff like that and, and have the good in their heart to, to try and make a difference, they want to make sure they're actually making a difference and it's going to where they want to. So, um, that was an important part to us with, with California strong was to like set up this thing where people just felt comfortable and, and, and where their stuff was going.
0: Yeah. And then just from like, you know, the community standpoint, you know, you attaching your name um to something like that and those other guys too, you know, it gives that comfort level too, because so many people look up to us um in the in the spotlight that we're giving and stuff. So um having that comfortability level, okay, knowing I'm giving these people money, you know, you know it's gonna go to a towards a good cause um and to help the right people. So I uh commend you for that. Um and what you're doing and stuff, you're inspiring.
2: Yeah, one last thing I wanted to kind of bring up to you. Have you ever uh, have you heard of Hunter Bishop before? Giants prospect Hunter Yeah, Bishop. yeah,
1: yeah, I have. But yeah, so awesome. we, were,
2: uh, we were just with him uh, last week in Arizona. And he, like, I played with him at Arizona State. Okay. And so he's, I mean, he was one of the most talented players I've ever played with, like super, super talented. Uh, but he was one of those guys who could never really put it together. And so he, uh, freshman, sophomore year, he's kind of struggling in and out of the lineup, whatnot. But junior year, he comes back. And I was like, notice he had a different swing. I was like, that kind of looks like Christian Yelich. Like, what is he doing there? And then all of a sudden you start seeing Twitter, you start seeing these side-by-side comparisons. And he's literally like in sync with you the entire time, like the same exact setup, same exact load, everything. And so I asked him last week, I was like, Hey, uh, I was like, did you, did you do that intentionally? I was like, when you trying to copy him, he's like, Oh yeah, we're just copied. I literally just copied everything he did. And then he became a first round pick and I mean, kind of the rest is history. So that's kind of fun. Yeah.
1: We actually, uh, we played against him a couple of weeks ago in spring training. He he came to play against us and um, Pat Murphy is pretty, he he's pretty tied in with, with ASU in right. yeah. yeah. baseball. And, and he, he kind of told me about it and, and, and let me know. So I, I was well aware of, um, who he is and wanted to, wanted to try and say hello and uh, introduce myself (laughs) for the game. I just didn't really, it just didn't really line up, but yeah, it's one of those things that's so weird, man. Like it's your honor that someone would do that. And then you look back and you're like, man, like you're already at the point where people are like, in college and stuff like copying how you play, like almost oh, yeah. like, I don't feel old, but like stuff like that's like damn like of even gonna, on the so bigger scale, like how it? many
2: kids in Little League or how many kids in Little League are copying Christian Yellow just swing. I mean let alone like you got a top draft prospect literally just copying everything he could about your swing and you think he hit like 25 home runs that year or something <laughs> crazy just like blew yeah. up I saw he crushed it, it.
1: and yeah. I saw him pop up and I'd see it on Twitter every now and then like people would tag me in it or whatnot so I, yeah. I'm definitely aware of who he is and um super happy for the success that he's had and definitely going to be uh, definitely following his career now and hopefully get across paths in a, in a real major league game here pretty soon yeah
0: that'd be pretty sweet yeah pretty awesome that is dope that you this like you said, you're playing the game and you're affecting <laughs> right. really the change of the game and how the game is played. Right. Yeah, as yeah. You play. so that's pretty dope um, just for you um, personally. But um, I guess uh, I just want to say thanks again um, for joining us today on the At The Top podcast. I want to appreciate you, Christian Yellich, Milwaukee yeah. Brewer, um, and hopefully here soon a world champion. Uh, I just want to say best of luck the rest of the season and the rest of your career. Um, we'll definitely be watching stay in tune and uh can't wait to catch a given person here
1: yeah appreciate you guys thanks for having me and uh you know looking forward to, to crossing paths here soon whether it's at, uh you know a baseball game or make it to lambo for a uh, for a pack game man. so Absolutely. thanks again for having me and uh yeah see you guys soon